Very good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, February 15, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. And a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And we've got some very strong trial teams out for week two of the preseason challenge, which incorporates the Charity Shield in Mudgee. And the team's heading there. There's coaching clinics, etc. It's going to be a great week there in central New South Wales. Ahead of that end, of course, we've got uh, the New Haven Park qualifier. Well, country championships race as well this weekend happening at Mudgee also. So huge weekend there. And uh, the World Club Challenge in Penrith on Sunday evening. And we've had a change to kickoff times with some very hot weather expected around the state in the next few days. And uh, also we're waiting to see what this Australian 11 looks like heading towards Friday. The second test there in Delhi. Great news surrounding Peter Bowl. Although, gee, I'll tell you what, you wouldn't be happy. Uh, considering uh, he pretty much missed out on Young Australian of the Year honours after his uh, initial sample for EPO. Well, EPO was showing up in his first sample and then uh, the B sample didn't match the A sample, so he's cleared. Uh, It's an absolute mess at the Sydney Flames in regards to Shane Heal as well. We'll chat about that, but uh, what day is it? Wednesday. Plenty going on. And uh, when you looked at those teams coming out yesterday, Loz, good morning to you, mate. You just thought, well, footy's here because all the big guns pretty much are back this week. Yeah, morning, everybody. And it's going to be a hot weekend of football, isn't it? And I noticed that the NRL have changed some of the times to start the trials this weekend because of that factor. Uh, we said it earlier in the week uh, and later uh, well, at the end of last week, to read nothing sort of too much into the first week of the trials. It'll be the second week of the trials that you'll start to see players returning and you'll get a better indication of how your side's going to aim up this season. Really looking forward to seeing the new guns for each team strut their stuff this weekend. The Tigers have recruited strongly. We saw a couple of the new recruits for the Bulldogs last weekend, but they're starting to put out some more this week. Um, and you can really feel that Rugby League is back in the air. The big one, though, will be the World uh, Challenge Cup between Penrith and St Helens. St Helens obviously have travelled over here. Uh, the start of the Super League uh, happens this weekend. Uh, they'll miss round one. Uh, I read with interest that they've been staying at Manly, but they've decided to move out to Homebush this week to get accustomed to the weather um, and not have as many distractions at Homebush as they would at uh, Manly uh, along the beachfront there. So they're taking it very seriously, as you would expect, as will Penrith. And uh, I reckon it'll be a good weekend of footy, you know, this weekend. And we've got on here, Pup, morning to you, mate. Australia, our women's side at the T20 World Cup playing Bangladesh on what looks a bit of a slowish wicket. Uh, here in South Africa, so Australia posted seven for oh, sorry, Bangladesh posted seven for 107. Their captain Sultana top score with 57. Not much from anyone else. Uh, Georgia Wareham three for 20. Probably the pick of the bowlers there. In response, we're none for six in the second over, none for seven in the second over. Morning to you, mate. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Yep, lock the Aussies in for another win. Probably. Uh, they'll probably lose two wickets, I reckon. You chase these 107, but yeah, they're in good form. Alyssa Healy, she'll want some runs. Uh, a lot of the girls are being good spirits and feeling confident after being picked up in the women's IPL. Um, bank balance has obviously gone up as well, so they'll be really happy. Um, yeah, another day, boys. Where? Uh, what was your town today? It was, seems cold, 23 yeah, degrees? Tenerfield. Tenerfield, where's that? Uh, up the northern tableland, sort of Lismore way, isn't it? It's Maybe near, not that near far. Near the border. Cold up it's there. near the border of... 
Queensland and, and the top of New South Wales. Why so cold, Mitter? Uh, oh, a few ranges up there. Hmm. Interesting. Gets cold in winter up mm. there, I know that. Mm. I think the great Billy Moore was born at Tenterfield. Oh, played for Queensland, what played a shock. Queensland, yeah. Just snuck uh, in? Yeah, I, I think so. It's, just it's, his house. It's, it's his, not far away from the border, I'm pretty sure. I think the sure. hospital that he was born was just that side. Well, Billy always <laughs> says that his mother said to him when he was born, she promised him that he never took a breath in New South Wales. There so he was born and then she took him straight out of the hospital yeah. and he had his first breath across the border. There you go. One of my best mates was born at Southport on the Gold Coast, spent about 10 minutes there, like maybe less than 10. Grew up here in Sydney, like from a month old, yep. not even. Yeah, Massive Queensland. Claim thing. what you want. AB, what about Ma- Alan, Border, Alan Border? Such a true Queenslander. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gilly, Gilly's a WA boy. The He's next beat- Premier of Western Australia, Adam Gilchrist. He's a blue bagger. Well, we got one here. Jono's not sure. He's sixty forty. Depends what type. Of da- <laughs> depends what type of day it is. Like seriously, <laughs> New South Welshman supporting Queens. Anyway, we'll get to that around Origin time. Uh, but just on the town that uh, we do the weather from, you know, there's a lot of people want to spruit their town. Well, Chicken Chow wanted Canamble today. Well, I, w- I was in that area yesterday uh, with Wobbygar, uh, ha- uh, Mido Half of Karua listens to your show. We often chat about it. Down at Roscoe's Oyster Shed, says George. Uh, okay, we'll fit that in at some point. Liverpool, any thoughts? No, I've told you, we, we've had this just discussion. A, just a question. Just don't forget Liverpool. How was your Valentine's dinner? Was at home? Uh, Candles? It was nice, actually. I had lamb backstrap last night. Lamb backstrap? <laughs> Obviously didn't make it yourself. No, no, I didn't. But um, no, I, was, I had a, a wonderful night. I watched a bit of telly. Um, very quiet. The kids were out. Will had footy training and Caitlin had a date. So Jamie was working. So they were all doing oh, their so own was, thing. Mm. You and the lovely at home. Was, yeah. Bit of romance around a chicken. Uh, what sort of backstrap was it? Lamb. Lamb. <laughs> beautiful Ro- did, did the wife make it or did you yep. buy it? Sorry? Home cooked. Home cooked, yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes it better already. Home cooked meal. It was very funny because um, Caitlin's boyfriend arrived at home with a big bunch of flowers. Oh. And he arrived as, and he was staying last night. And he got out of his car and he had his bag and the flowers. And just as he pulled up, my neighbour pulled up at the same time. And he doesn't really know the new boyfriend that well. So he said, mate, listen here, I'll give you a hand taking that in. So he grabbed the flowers oh, and he walked in and he yelled out, Michelle, where are you? <laughs> happy, happy Mother's Day. Uh, happy uh, Valentine's Day. And the boyfriend was sort of looking around going, Who, who's this bloke? Oh, <laughs> he just stole the flowers. <laughs> stole the flowers. <laughs> and he goes, oh, he didn't say anything either, the poor bugger. He didn't know what to he, say. You know, he didn't know what yeah. to say. Oh, well, he he's, just you, you wouldn't be know him. Trying to be polite. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't like really know him, knew yeah. of him. But Sixes and sevens, the poor oh, bugger. Poor bugger, yeah. He didn't say anything. I said, I know, Dane. I said, they are yours for Caitlin, <laughs> not Paul's to give to Michelle. <laughs> uh, he goes, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. <laughs> we just copped a bit of Loz singing that Tenerfield Saddler in uh, the break then. I can't believe you blokes had never heard no, of it. No, yeah, no. can't help you there, sorry. Pup? No, never heard of it. Mm. Peter Bowl, back page of the papers. Bowl cleared, but lawyer is fuming. 
Back page of the telly. Super Bowl victory is the headline back page of the Herald. And uh, this has been, well, one of the big stories certainly yesterday. So our 800-metre champion, Peter Bowl, posted on social media that he'd been cleared of drug cheating. His B sample didn't match the A sample, which tested positive to EPO. This has cost him Young Australian of the Year honours. His American lawyer is on the warpath, saying the positive results should never have been announced publicly. He wants the government to investigate. His provisional ban's been lifted by Sport Integrity Australia. I agree. I think it's it's horrible. I think you have to test both both samples. If they're positive, announce it. Publicise it, go for it. But until then, I think it's got... What happens with... uh, If you get... Uh, breathalyzed when driving and you're over the limit, they then take you to the station for a second sample. Is that correct? That's it. So surely, you know, if you if you if I get pulled over, breathalyzed, and I'm over the limit, they can't run that article before I do second sample. Is that right? Correct. Then why is it any different here? Uh, in, in America, that's exactly how it is. You got to use sample A, sample B mm. to be found positive or negative. Why is it different in Australia? Well. In this case, and I can't speak of other cases, but you can throw out the conspiracy theories. Maybe Athletics Australia, Sport Integrity Australia, knowing that he was going to uh, be getting those honours, those Australia Day honours, that here's a sample that's positive. Let's go out and make it public now so we're not embarrassed in four weeks' time or whatever. No, this is guilty until you prove your innocence. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Oh, it's it's horrendous. You've got to have both samples test positive or negative, whatever, then play on. But, Mm. yeah, this is – I feel so sorry for it. It's not just over yet. No, that's the – It's not over there. The investigation in the matter remains ongoing. That's true. Mm. But if we've gone so hard to say sample A was uh, positive – the media is now going to go just as hard to say sample C is negative yeah. to even the playing field to bring him back because the poor guy has absolutely copped it. Yeah, he's, he's denied it. And yeah. Very unusual, though, where A sample and B sample doesn't match up. Very, very is unusual. It? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then, isn't it a no-brainer? But do both samples and then go for your life. Well, that's what they'll be doing. <laughs> They'd be having a look at both samples now and just seeing... Um, what the difference is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but it's not the first time uh, someone, after their A sample has been tested positive, and it gets been announced. announced. Yeah, I don't like that, though, but I'm saying yeah. that's what we need to change. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, if you've got two samples, what... Does, well, does the second sample take an extra month to be tested, or can like if is it, if it's in a close enough period, isn't there a, like everything in life trying to keep something secret is nearly impossible? No, it's, but it's probably probably hard. But th- they put out a statement, Sports Integrity Australia, and they just said they're um, it's an investigation, they're proceeding, um, and they'll consider whether any de- doping violations have been committed. Um, and they said it's impos- not possible to provide a time frame at this point. How do, how do they do it in America then, Mitter? If they don't announce sample A until sample B has been tested, how, how can they keep it secret in America but we can't in Australia? Yeah, I, I can't answer that, Clarky, but it is made public after that B sample is confirmed Which in is, the United States. Is exactly how it should because, be. Because, I mean, especially in these sports, athletics, swimming, look at what's at stake for these athletes. Reputation, sponsors, and we know, you know, a lot of them don't have that access to well, some of our superstars in our major sports app, yep. team sports. Yep, for sure. So for sure. 
Uh, I mean... And your reputation, like you talk about reputation damage. Mm. Look at what's happened in the last few months. Like it, it just, it's a great example that in the world we live, we, you're guilty. If you're, if you're known, if you have any sort of fame or celebrity, you're guilty until you prove your innocence. Like, I, I, I don't understand how something isn't in place legally that it cannot be spoken about or cannot be written in the media until you have both samples. Yeah, and I'd imagine that's the only way it stays quiet in the States. Our authorities have to look at this and make sure something like this never happens Agreed. again and should sit down, apologise, and, and on the other well, side, on, if, you, on, if you found on, guilty, on, if you found guilty, play on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. But they came out public but, and now the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, test that's is what negative. Yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, the test is negative. But they are saying, all right, they still want to look into it because, because they are unhappy with – and it's unusual – that both samples are different. are different. But I'm saying fair play that they're doing this, but they shouldn't, it shouldn't be announced yeah. until both samples are No, 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 and I, I, agree with, I agree with that, mate. Yeah, the I, investigation, I, I, I'm, all, I'm I, fine. I, I if totally you're, if, if I get done and I'm guilty, yeah. fair play. That should be yeah. front page news. You should yeah. lose your sponsors. I'm yeah. okay with that. But at least that's – well, why do we have two samples? Well, they want to check. That's why. Yeah. So, so we have to, to be definitive. Surely. Before a Sport Integrity Australia – Makes a public announcement. Yeah, like it all this, to all this should still be done, was in my opinion, but behind closed, closed doors. doors. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally get that and totally understand, and I think we all are in agreement with that. But to say that he's off is not factually correct, because and we, we yeah, they, they would be saying that hey, we don't, to, we don't have to apologise yet. Yeah, this is an ongoing investigation. No, I'm I'm don't apologise for doing the test. And for checking both samples, if one's positive and yeah. one's negative, go for your life, investigate it, do it all properly. I want to find out the the yeah. answer. I think everyone wants to find but out. But keep it, but like it cannot be public until this is done. None of this should be in the media. But that, yeah, and I think we all agree on that. I yeah. think there's no argument that we reckon that once both samples have been tested, then you get the result. And if there's still an ongoing investigation, yeah. you don't release. Yeah. What's happened? You say. That it's still We're ongoing. Yeah. It's still ongoing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lads, heaps of A samples going positive and B negative. No releasing of results should be done until both are positive. Can tarnish your reputation. Cheers, Crossy, sending that one through. Also, back page of the telly today. Five-year Fitzy. Cronulla gives coach keys to the Shire is the headline there. So this is exclusive in the telly. The club is extending the contract to Craig Fitzgibbon for a further three years. So to the end of 2027, uh, finished second last year. The club hadn't finished top two since what? Since I think it was that preliminary final in 99. All I can remember about that is Mundine doing backflips when they beat the Sharks in that preliminary final. But uh, uh, well, I, I think this is a no-brainer and a, probably a good... I, I, ever, since the moment they signed Fitzgibbon, you just had a feeling this is just going to work. This is going to be a long-term coach at this club. Yeah, you do. you got that feeling, and I'm happy for Craig. But still, five years, it's a big investment. And I think Fitzy will prove to be a shrewd investment. But things can happen. <laughs> when Manly signed Tommy T on a five-year deal... Everyone thought that they got him cheap, you know, and this is going to be the best deal. And it still may turn out to be the best deal. But since he signed that deal, he's had a few injury concerns. Now, 
coaches won't have those injury concerns, but they may lose players. They may not have the same squad as they did the previous season. Things can change pretty quickly. You can get players offside. You know, so five years is a massive commitment. And if I'm the Sharks, I'm probably looking to do the same thing. But what I will say is that things can go pear-shaped pretty quickly as a coach. And it may, cha- it, it may happen with one or two players retiring or getting injured. So, uh, look, Craig, Craig has done all he can and the Sharks have backed him and that's great. Um, but again, there's not too many people in the game that you'd offer five-year contracts to, whether they be coaches or players. Uh, now, finally, hallelujah, a CBA, well, a deal's been done in principle at least with the, uh, the women and the, the NRLW and the NRL. So women's pay deal, a sign of progress, back page of the Australian NRLW truce, raises hopes for peace in NRL pay war, back page of the Herald and the women's deal, so in principle it is sorted. So the salary cap goes up to $900,000 this year, up to $1.5 million in 2027, as was reported yesterday. Uh, 20 weeks this year then the competition goes up to, but that includes seven weeks of pre-season, two weeks of leave and nine rounds, and then a semi-final week and a grand final, of course. But that goes up to 23 weeks uh, by 2025. So hopefully now... We can get the men's deal sorted and uh, we're not reading about this over and over again. How boring is it, Loz, reading about this every day? Oh, it, well, it is boring, you know. And the fact that, you know, you're talking about it for the last month, six weeks, eight weeks, um, and it you know, puts a negative mindset into a lot of people. Um, you just want to get it done. You talk about getting deals done behind closed doors. This is one thing that should have been going on and there was ongoing discussions, but we don't need to see it played out in the media. Uh, every day because it just you know, paints everyone in a bad light. So get it done, move on, and let's enjoy and celebrate the wonderful season we will have this year. Back page of the Herald, Borders call for a harder edge doesn't phase Carey is the headline there. Aussie's happy to keep grumpy vibes at bay on the back page of the Australian. Alex Carey just looks like a really nice guy saying all the, the right things there, Clarkie, that they respect what Alan Borders said about uh, you know the you know, what, what his comments about Steve Smith in mm. particular, and you know how they sort of credit the bowlers when they've bowled a good ball, etc. How he doesn't want to see that, and uh, Alex Carey just saying all the right things that you know we respect AB, but that's just the way that Smith plays. And yeah. uh, but uh, you know all the talk is still about what this the makeup of the team is going to look like and uh, the availability of those players, and, and they're really none of them have been absolutely confirmed as in. Stark. Yeah. Well, Cameron Green. Green batted in the nets. He bowled in the nets and batted in the nets yesterday, but didn't face the quicks. That's yesterday. What, what are we, two days away? Friday. Friday. Test yeah. start. So, yeah, interesting. I uh, haven't heard much about Starkey either. I, I heard um, Boland speak yesterday, and he made it clear that he's pretty comfortable with the fact he's going to miss if Stark is fit. He said there's absolutely no chance we're going to play three quicks. Um, so he sort of suggested that Starkey is going to be fit. Um, and then I read something this morning saying, is there a chance that Pat Cummins might be dropped for the test match? So oh, I, I think that was uh, – I've read that article. The, the journalist, Ben Horn, was just throwing up basically <laughs> – no, in, in, in his defence, was just throwing up 
what the side can possibly look like on Friday because, you know, we, we're searching for... Yeah, I think I think we do need to be careful not to just, you know, you can't change the whole team. We lost in India. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. The way we played wasn't great. I, I think if you look at... If you look at the whole, even if you, if you make one change, just one change to that team, I think a lot of the Australian fans are happier, even if we lose exactly the same. If Travis Head is playing instead of Matt Renshaw, I don't think there's the uproar that we've seen. So um, to me, again, if you, look at, if you look at the best 11 players, structure, setup, options, I still don't think two right-arm off-spinners is our best 11. I would have went right arm offy, left arm orthodox, or right arm leg spinner, probably left arm orthodox, and then I would have used Travis Ted. Travis Ted is the second off spinner. But unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends how you want to look at it, um, you can't change that now. The two offies have got to play. So, um, yeah, that's, that, I, I just think it's, you know, we're allowed to lose in India. That happens. It's happened regularly. We haven't won there since 2004. So I think we've got to chill about that and improve our game plan but I think yeah selection wise we don't need to you you can't pick a whole new 11 there's a reason that you know the talk of Warner not playing come on you've got to give him another crack for sure he's been one of our best over a long period of time he just got a double hundred at the MCG boxing day test you know we just need the players to find a way and and back their plans have some live sports starting in about 50 minutes time Champions League round of 16 two huge first leg ties this morning AC Milan up against Tottenham and Milan two dollars fifty with Tab Spurs two ninety the draw three dollars fifteen and in the other match it is Messi Mbappe Neymar PSG two dollars eighty how are they outsiders at home but uh, Bayern Munich two dollars forty the draw three dollars fifty gee Munich favourites they have been struggling PSG well struggling for them I think they've lost four of their last ten games in all competitions and with all those superstars there's been some rifts. And uh, some uh, issues with the sporting director as well. Always uh, eventful with uh, all those egos in that team there at PSG. But uh, two huge ties this morning. And tomorrow morning, it is Borussia Dortmund up against Chelsea and Club Bruges and Benfica. Uh, But massive game in the Premier League tomorrow morning. Enormous game. Top of the table. Arsenal and Manchester City and City of Favourites travelling to the Emirates. $2.40, Arsenal $2.90. The draw is $3.40. So some huge football in the next 24 hours or so. And tonight, the Sydney Kings and the Cairns Taipans in Game 1 of the semi-final series there at Kudos Bank Arena. And uh, the Kings pronounced favourites as you'd expect. $1.35, the Taipans, $3.15. The line is 7.5, Taipans, the plus. Just while we're on basketball, yesterday I saw uh, Ben Simmons had two points in 13 minutes off the bench. And I just went on to, because you can go to ESPN and just click on the roster of each team, and it shows their salaries. Ben Simmons is being paid $35.5 million US by the Brooklyn Nets this year. By far now that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have been traded, by far the highest paid on their roster. I think contracts um, similar to NFL, like in terms of guarantees and how you can be traded and Mm. they take over. Well, you've got to buy the contract. If you're trading someone, you take on that contract. Right. So that's the issue. So Brooklyn took on his Philadelphia contract. But you know when they sign over there in the NFL, a lot of it's... Not a lot of it, but 
a part of it is guaranteed. So they'll sign Correct. you for six years on twenty million. There's hundred and twenty, but they might say fifty of that is guaranteed, regardless. It's exactly right. But so does that happen in the basketball? I think, as well? the, I think in the NBA it is. I think it's all fully guaranteed. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Some of our um, NBA nuffies, well, I'm sure, will text in and say that might not be the case, but I'm pretty sure it's different to the NFL in that regard. Right. So if you sign, but, someone else has got to buy your contract out. Otherwise, that club has to pay you that money. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So uh, the Brooklyn Nets coach, Jacques Vaughan, conceded yesterday he's trying to figure out where and how to fit Simmons in. And this is even after trading KD, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, they lost to the Knicks, by the way, 124-106. to 106. Paddy Mills didn't even get on the court. So uh, the two Aussies, clearly, uh, they'd have to be very unhappy there at Brooklyn at the moment. Mm. But, you know, we speak... If, it's a massive fall from grace, though, for Ben Simmons, isn't it? Because oh. he was on the verge of being like a, like a serious, serious player. Mate, he was as in rookie of the year. Yeah, but, I mean, like, as an all-star, he was heading oh. down that path, and all of a sudden... He had the contract dispute. Well, it was those playoffs where he yeah. sort of fell apart. But, but he, then he fell apart, mm. but the contract dispute was not great for him. And then he couldn't shoot. And then the coach gave him a serve. And then that he, didn't he play threw for the toys the out of the cot. And then all of a sudden, he's just gone backwards. Yeah. But, you know, we, we speak about how you can get your salary cap out of shape. Imagine dealing with that. You got a bloke on thirty-five million taking up that much of your salary cap, and you get two points in thirteen minutes. Gee, I mean that's. Uh... Well, even he said he doesn't even know what role he is playing within that team. The coaches said the same thing. But I'm assuming now. Well, not assuming, but I'm thinking now that a lot of clubs may look at him and think, you know, he's damaged goods. They might think he, he might be someone that they just don't want into their team because the chemistry won't be right. Well, And if you, you should... get that rap put on you, it's very difficult to shake it. Mm. So true. Well, he should enjoy this contract, Ben Simmons, because I don't think you'll be getting another one anywhere near this figure, that's for sure, going forward. I think he's still got a couple of years left on this contract, though. Uh, just on this uh, Champions League game this morning, the Toon says, Morning Mido, no Mbappe for PSG today. Messi's returning from injury. So that explains the market uh, because I was a bit surprised that Munich were favourites heading to Paris there today, but uh, that kicking off in 45 minutes' time. Okay, we're going to do a preview now as we continue our preview series uh, for the season in the NRL. We're up to the Bunnies. Now, I've just got to bring up their... Oh, no, I've got them here. I haven't either. Gains and losses, but... uh, uh, South for season 2022. There was another preliminary final. So they finished seventh overall, 14 wins and 10 defeats. And they beat the Roosters in that memorable and infamous semi-final, the elimination final, 30-14. to 14. Then they went and beat the Sharks and ensured the Cronulla went out in straight sets, 38-12, before the Bunnies lost to the eventual Premiers, the Panthers, 32-12 to 12 there in the preliminary finals. Looking at their uh, markets with Tab for the season, and they're $13 to win the premiership. Uh, they're $2.75 to make the top four, $1.50 to make the eight. They're $2.45 to miss the top eight are the Bunnies. In regards to their gains and losses, well, they haven't really gained anyone, and they've just lost 
Mark Nichols and Cody Nicarima have gone to the Dolphins. They released Josh Mansour and Richie Kenner. And Jackson Paulo has gone to the Roosters. So when I look at this south side, and there have been, as we mentioned, Loz, five straight preliminary finals. And uh, all they've got to show for it is one grand final mm. appearance. And it's been difficult. You know, you have this champion Penrith side and a Melbourne, very strong Melbourne Storm side before that, a you know, back-to-back winning Roosters side before that in that period where they've made all these preliminary finals. But... It is time to get over the hump. Can they do it this year? Well, when you look at the Rabbitohs 17 and what you think is going to be their starting 17, or uh, their starting 13 and the, uh, you know, the squad of 17, they're a side that's capable of winning a competition. I mean, when you look at Latrell Mitchell, the influence and the impact that he has on this footy team. They made a grand final without him. Arguably could have won if he played. Um, Cody Walker, uh, he and... Latrell, what they're able to do with this team when they get the football is something out of this world. Their combination is fantastic and they obviously attack down that left side better than other teams in the competition. Uh, Alex Johnson has been on the receiving end of so many uh, magical bits of play and you know his try-scoring ability is just second to none. Uh, Campbell Graham went away on a World Cup tour with Australia at the end of the season, so you'd think that he'd come back a far more rounded player. Um, and would have learned a lot from that tour. So you'd think that there's going to be natural improvement in his game. Um, I like the look of their forward pack. Cam Murray is a magnificent player, great leader. Uh, Kaloa uh, Matangi in the back row with Jai Arrow. Uh, got some depth up front. Uh, Cookie needs to have a big season. Um, and I reckon Cookie will. He was disappointed, I reckon, that he never made it on that World Cup trip. Uh, so he'll have something to prove. They're going to get natural improvement too off Lachlan Ilias. He was the one that came into this team last year, um, you know, filling the boots of Adam Reynolds, which was always going to be difficult to do. Um, and I thought as the season went on, he started to be more comfortable within that role. Um, I remember one game against the Dragons where he's dragged and it could have gone either way for him. He could have you know, dropped his lollies and... And, and, and it was all going to be a bit too much for him. But he, he came back. Um, he was a more cu- comfortable and confident in the way that he played. Um, and I think that now that he's had 12 months with this team and working combinations with Cook and Walker and Mitchell, you'll see a more dominant number seven. So overall, I, I think South will make, make finals. Strong chance of playing or making top four. And a good chance if they're all fit and firing at the right time to win a competition they haven't started well and they didn't start well last year and you look at the start to the season it's rough jeez this is a tough start they got the sharks away penrith away roosters away well that'll be it alliance alliance yeah. which you could say that it could be a home game for for south city and then they got manly um, and manly will have tom trebojevic back so that's a strong start, a strong, um, yeah, yeah, strong start to the season. If they can have a strong start to the season, sorry, uh, then South will set themselves up for a, a good shot at it because they're just dangerous. And I love teams that can attack, and when they get it right defensively, they're hard to beat. Um, you know, you talk about Latrell, the influence that he had on this team last year was sublime. You know, he he was superb at times. He was someone that was unstoppable. 
his ability to break the line, put players away, um, carry a team on his back. Uh, it was phenomenal, the performances that he had last year. Uh, and if he can repeat that, he looked fit in the All-Stars last weekend. Um, I, th- I think they're in for a good year. I still reckon he gets caught out of position too much at fullback, though, Loz. He was yeah. exposed a few times last year, and they were uh, crucial points in matches as well. Yeah, but I, th- I th- also think you've got to take into consideration, and again, this is no excuse. This is just what I saw. With his hamstring injury, <laughs> when you do your hammy and, and you, you can't run, you know, you, you build up your base in the off-season so you get yourself physically ready for a strong year. During the year when he did his hemi, he wouldn't have been able to run for a lot of weeks, all right? Then he went over, he did the work in Philadelphia, then he came back at the back end of the season. So I don't think he had the Ks in his legs to cover all that ground. So I think he'll be far better this year with the preseason that he's had you know, once it, and he gets better with the football that he plays. He gets fitter. I, I, I don't think you'll see those errors in his game. But he did get found out positionally at times last year. But I think that was just a fact that was lack of fitness. Speaking about Cronulla earlier off the back of Craig Fitzgibbon's uh, extension there to the end of 2027. And on Nine News, uh, they spoke to Toby Rudolph last night, who's a character. And, uh, well, firstly, he said that they choked. Out and out in last year's finals after they finished second and went out in straight sets. But I also love this. I actually had to rewind it a couple of times to see if he actually said it. Uh, He spoke of how fond he is of everyone at the club at the moment. And he said, usually there's a couple of Derricks. uh, But, you know, at the moment there's no Derricks. Good word, Derrick. Derrick, yeah, it is a strong Mm. word, isn't it? It's a bit like champ, isn't it? If you get champ, If you get Derricked, not good. (laughs) Well, look... It, it, it takes different personalities in a footy side. But one thing you have to do, it's all got to be about the team. And, and that's sometimes hard because everyone's got egos and everyone wants to play certain positions and everyone wants to have the, you know, the biggest contract. But at times, your ego has to take a back seat. And in an environment where you've got what, 30, 40 guys running around and there's plenty of testosterone and you've got the alpha males and you've got the blokes that, you know, want to be the big dog and then you've got others that are very quiet by their own personalities. You know, you, you are going to get players that just don't get on naturally. But if he's saying that they've got a group of players that are, are all together, that's a strong start, let me tell you. Give them four losses and we'll see about that. The Derricks show, will come out. Mate. Show me a sporting team that everyone's best mates. Like, oh, show me your family. Happened. Show me your family where everyone gets on, you know, rainbows and butterflies. doesn't exist. It, it, at the moment, they've been absolutely flogging themselves, you know, with pre-season. So they're working for each other. You know, everyone's turning up on time. Everyone's leaving sweating. Everything's going awesome. But it'll only take a couple of losses. And every team's the same. That That's why I think being a part of a sporting team is what makes it so special that – you don't have to be best mates with everyone, but you just respect the common goal. And that's what I loved about that Australian team I walked into. Mate, so many of those guys off the cricket field just went in complete different directions, lived their life completely opposite. Yet when they walked out onto the field, there was one common goal, and that was we're going to win no matter what it takes. 
no matter if it means someone has to work out, walk out first ball, try and hit it for six, or someone has to block 20 overs and not make a run. If that's what the team needs, then that to me is what a great team is about. Uh, just on the text line, morning, gents. Definitely agree with Loza. Latrell can often get caught out of position at times. In saying that, we will definitely be finishing top four this year. Glory, glory, Dino from the gong. Uh, sending that one through, optimistic about his bunnies for season 2023. Just on uh, the kickoff times being moved this week. So the Charity Shield in Mudgee on Saturday, the bunnies and the dragons goes from 3.30 to 4.20 p.m. Don't know if that'll make a huge difference, maybe, I uh, suppose, in the second half. Uh, in the World Club Challenge in Penrith, 6 p.m. kickoff to 6.50 now. So closer to 7 o'clock, so 50 minutes delay. They don't know what hit them, St. Helens. Oh, well, gee, but Gus, <laughs> Gus apparently said that they Penrith won't know what hit half time. <laughs> Seriously, it's, that's I'm I'm actually not being. Mate, I struggle in 35 degrees. Yeah, 100. percent I imagine 100%. how the poms are going to feel coming out here. They've had one week to prepare. I said going from here to Penrith is a drastic change. Let alone going from England to Penrith. <laughs> He would Gunner, Gus, or they declare at halftime. Who said that? Gus. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, I actually think, what was the, the, the Nine, line? 19, 19 and, nine and a half. Yeah, so I could contemplate St. Helens at the line. It's a lot of points, isn't it? Yeah, and, and first game, a lot of blokes could be rusty. Penrith are missing a couple of their back rowers in Martin and kick out. That's a, that's a fair bit of strike out if, of their team. I've got one for you. If Penrith yeah. play the exact same team they played in the last trial, do they beat St. Helens? Oh, good call. Um, so that's no, I don't want to be disrespectful to St Helens. Okay, so you I, don't think that team would beat St Helens in these in these conditions? Thirty what? Oh, the team from from last troll, the tr- first troll game. I reckon St Helens would beat that team. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think so. you're disrespecting St Helens a bit. Yeah. I think they're okay. a very very good side. Yeah. I, I don't I, I, I don't doubt that, yeah. but in very 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 Warm different conditions. conditions. <laughs> so they might be good for fifteen minutes. Then they're going to be absolutely cooked. I reckon. No Dylan Edwards. Crichton's playing fullback. Yeah. So, so I, I can entertain St. Helens and quarters to make a difference because you, you get a rest. You know, you, and there's going to be more water breaks. 36-12. I could Panthers. contemplate having St. Helens at the line. That's all I'm saying. 36-12? Off the 36-12, Panthers. And Panthers would be, by, at the end of it, they, they probably could have put on another 10, but they're Harvey Norman. 36-12, I reckon. Uh, Mitch from Robertson wants to know if there's any Derricks in the office here. Uh, not here. Not in the Big Sports Breakfast. It's a Derrick free zone. Now, the Aussie women's side is on the verge of victory here over in South Africa against Bangladesh this morning. They need nine runs from 19 deliveries. They're two for 99. Uh, nine from 18 now. Uh, chasing a pretty meagre total there from Bangladesh this morning. The Bangladesh side posted seven for 107. The Aussie bowlers, Megan Schutt, one for 21 from her four overs. Darcy Brown, two for 23. Ash Gardner, fresh from her, what, $560,000 plus IPL or WPL contract, one for 17 off four overs. And uh, Georgia Wareham, three for 20 from four overs. Alyssa Healy made 37 at the top of the order off 36 deliveries. Beth Mooney was out for two. Meg, Meg Lenning, not out 43 off 45 deliveries. Ash Gardner, not out 13 off 16. So uh, that uh, defeat to Ireland when we retired some of our batters, a distant memory, pup. Yeah, no surprised. 
Uh, no surprise, I was going to say, Mido. We, uh, yep, token game against Ireland, troll game, no one cared. Now we're at our best. Win another game here, and like I said, it would be extremely, um, well, extremely gutsy to put money on any other team winning this World Cup. The Aussies are on fire, playing great cricket, and you'd imagine now, certainly the girls that have been picked up in the women's IPL will have even more confidence. Uh, now, this one's right up your alley, Loz. It's got mm. to do with being a hero among your mates, having a great day out. So anyone who purchases two tickets to the BSB lunch in one transaction from the ATC's website this week goes into the draw to win eight more tickets to make it a full table. So basically, we're giving away virtually a table. Well, at least eight tickets anyway. So purchase two tickets in the one transaction from the ATC's website and you go into the draw to win eight more for your mate. So basically, uh, yeah, you got that chance. So you can, you know, take your eight other mates, members of your punters club, sports team, social club, whoever you like, along with you for free. Uh, you'll enjoy a beautiful lunch in the new wink stand overlooking the home straight there at Royal Randwick. Drinks package, entertainment. And uh, yeah, if you can get them in for free, the rest of them. You're going to be a hero yourself. So just head to australianturfclub.com.au, australianturfclub.com.au. Secure your seats for the lunch on Friday week. Uh, John O'Shea's coming up shortly. Plenty to talk about with him. Just on uh, the World Club Challenge this week on the text line here. Boys, I'm from St. Helens, and I think we're going to be competitive. We won't lose by more than eight, says Greg from Jeringong on the text line. This is just their side having a look, uh, Loz. So Jack Wellsby. At fullback, Tommy Makinson and Jonathan Benison on the wings. Will Hopawati in the centres with Mark Percival. Their halves are Johnny Lomax and Lewis Dodd. Uh, in the forwards, well, Alex Wormsley and Matty Lees are the props. James Roby playing his, what, 500-and-something game at hooker. Uh, Sione Matautia in the back row with Curtis Sirinan. Morgan Knowles is the lock. And the likes of Joey Lussick, Ignatius Parsi on the bench there as well. So some names pretty familiar to us. Uh, but uh, you're a big fan of the fullback, aren't you, Wellsby? Yeah, I, I like him. I thought he played really well for England last year in the World Cup. He's only a young man. Uh, he played 5-8 uh, in that uh, English team last uh, at the end of last season. But he's very, very good. The thing that impressed me when he was playing down short sides in a narrow space. Uh, anyone that can do that and pick, you know, four on threes and three on twos and, and, and play it correctly. Um, it says to me that he's got a lot of time. He's got a lot of awareness and he's a, he's a player that I'm sure the NRL clubs would be looking at. Um, they've always had a, an opinion of Johnny Lomax and this young halfback, Lewis Dodd. So he comes up against Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. thing that stands out to you when you look at this Penrith team, even though they've got a couple of their back rows missing and Dylan Edwards, there's still plenty of power in their forward pack and plenty of strike out wide. So I, I, I think it'll be a competitive game. Uh, I think Penrith win. I think the conditions will certainly suit them. Uh, but St Helens will turn up and, and be you know, very uh, highly competitive. Uh, but I can just see Penrith coming out over the top of them in the back end of the game. And that other kickoff time moved on Saturday night on the sunny coast uh, 35 minutes later, Brisbane and North Queensland. So they've even moved that one back um, over there. Gee, I'll tell you what, thoughts with everyone across the ditch, though, and I'm sure uh, you're aware just through you know your, your Mrs. Loz and her family mm. and what's going on there. There's a test match between England and New Zealand starting Thursday at Mount Monganui, and it's going to go ahead. 
despite the fact that they've declared a state of emergency over there in New Zealand laws. Everyone okay from uh, that you know? Uh, everyone that I know uh, is okay, and it's obviously starting to, to move down uh, f- you know, from the North Island. Um, but, yeah, some of the places there in New Zealand have just been absolutely destroyed. Um, you talk about state of emergencies, and some of the scenes were distressing that I saw on the TV last night. But, yeah, Michelle's family are all okay. Uh, but there's a lot of people over there that have lost homes, um, and they'll be struggling for years to come, uh, certainly with a lot of infrastructure. But uh, wishing everyone the best over there, and, and hopefully people can stay safe. Uh, Stuart Broad set to return for England. That starts, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, in Mount Maunganui, but uh, New Zealand have got some issues in their lineup ahead of that t- test. Uh, Kyle Jemison, who I know is one of Chicken Chow's favourites, yep, is his favourite. Suffered some. Uh, well, he's been out as with a back injury. And now he's got stress fractures. So, and of course Trent Bolt sitting there and is Bolt... now virtually a freelance cricketer, but yeah. they're. The They're New Zealand selectors have resisted calling him back into the side. Well, so is, he, is he playing, though? Because Bolt, no, the reason he said no to that New Zealand contract was so he could play the 2020 leagues around the world. You see, he might be playing PSL, which starts... No, apparently he's back in New Zealand after he played in the UAE yeah, okay. T20. Okay. And I'm just reading a quote here from the New Zealand coach, Gary Steed. It's been decided since he gave up his contract that we would give priority to contracted players. We discussed it internally, but our decision was not to go with Trent on this occasion. Mm. Okay. Mm. Even though he's back in New Zealand, just chilling after playing in that IPO, uh, that um, competition. I think I'm still there, though. I think I'm still... If you're not going to sign your... Your Cricket Australia contract, for example, then you're unavailable for selection. I'm giving it to a kid that's playing state cricket and doing all the yards that wants to play for Australia. I think if you don't sign a, an international contract because you want to play in the 2020 leagues, and to me, the way the game is at the moment, then you make a choice. That's your choice. You've made a choice that you don't want to play for your country. It's going to be pretty hard, though, for kids. In time, I think in it'll be time, different. Isn't yeah, it? In time, isn't it? It's going to be so yeah. different because... The priority seems like it's going to be the shorter form of the game. And it'll be different for Australians as well. So let's say, you know, Pat Cummins, for example, would be get would be on a two million dollar a year contract for Cricket Australia and then goes and plays in a twenty twenty league, IPL, and makes two million dollars. So you can like the money's brilliant for both sides. For someone like New Zealand, Trent Bolt's probably getting I don't know, I'm guessing, let's say he's gonna get a three hundred thousand dollar contract to play for a 12-month contract with New Zealand, but he'll go, he might go and get a $1.5 million contract for IPL. So I think every country is different. Yeah. Australia, England, India, at, at current, the players are being paid very, very well for their 12-month international mm. contract. So that's why I don't think just yet will you see Australian players decline that to go and play in the 2020 league. Somebody like, uh, uh, who's a good example? Chris Lynn, for example, who's not on an Australian contract, who would only be offered a Queensland contract, for example, for maybe 200 grand a year. He's probably thinking, well, he's decided that instead of playing Sheffield Shield cricket, where I don't think I'm ever going to play test cricket for Australia, I'm going to decline that and go and play the UAE League Mm. T20 or the PSL or the Caribbean League. So I think if you're not playing at the highest level, you can understand why players do that. But in Australia, international contracts are still very good. Yeah. And and what is it? 18 or something get contracted here in Australia? Uh, Is it back up to 20 now? Is it 20? Regardless, it's it's not a lot, is it, really? No. In the overall scheme of things. No way. 
So with the amount of, amount of players that are playing yeah, state, sure. state cricket, mm. and some of those players will be able to make a fortune yep. if they concentrated on the Well, look at Dan T20. Christian. Dan Christian played a handful of games for Australia, but he's had a stellar career playing 2020 cricket mm. all around the world. I don't, think there's an, I don't think there's a country that he played in a 2020 league where he didn't win as well. Mm. So he's had success, he's travelled the world, he's made great money, and he was never, in his mind, he probably didn't think, probably got to a stage and thought, well, I've crossed that age barrier to, to represent Australia yeah. anymore, certainly in test cricket, so I'm just going to go and play the 2020 junket. Maxwell and Stoinis, they're sort of two that jump out to me mm. that you're nearly thinking... You just go on that circuit now. Mm. I, I know but, they still want to play. Well, test they both, have they both got Australian? Co- Maxwell's got an Australian yeah. contract. Still, still just must have an Australian contract. But as you'd well, be thinking, so mate, what, if they lose that, for sure. Yeah, but realistically, what chances are they being regulars in the Australian Test team? Not, not much of a chance. No, but not they're, they're probably still on million dollar contracts though with cricket. Australia oh, that yeah. play one day cricket and twenty twenty cricket. So they're guaranteed that. Yeah, that would be their contract. If they've oh, got a central contract. Yeah, let's they? say let's say it's seven hundred grand. I didn't know it was yeah. that much. I thought they yeah. were all tiered. No, there are. So you, you I get ranked. Like, they're all ranked. You get ranked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. They, so they'd be down if, the bottom. If, if they're they? playing two formats, if they're playing twenty twenty yeah. cricket and one day cricket, they're still making somewhere between seven hundred and a million. But the other thing, add marketing on top of that. So Maxwell's still he, he was the face of the twenty twenty World Cup. So he's probably making an extra four hundred grand out of Cricket Australia's marketing. So he's over a million dollar contract. Then he gets the games. Every 2020 game, every one-day game he plays, you get paid a, a what, like 10 grand to play a one-day yeah. and five grand to play a 2020. So, man, he's still making... That's yeah, what well, I'm saying. If you're earning, still if you're earning over a million bucks, I can understand. But if, you, if you're not, you, you're just thinking, well, I possibly would be. If I'm no chance of being a regular in the but test you, lineup, you, and if, I'm not he's gonna, You're going to have to go and play... I would, or on the bottom of the contracting list. Let's say you're making a million dollars. Let's say Max was making a million dollars from his Cricket Australia contract. If he doesn't take that and goes, uh, I'm not signing a contract with Cricket Australia and says, I'm just going to play the 2020 leagues, apart from IPL, he's going to have to play in three 2020 leagues to make that million bucks anyway. Yep. So he's going to be playing pretty similar amount of cricket. Mm. So do you want to play for your your country to make that million bucks or do you want to go and play UAE League, BBL and Caribbean League and that's how you'll make your million? Yep. So it's not, that's where I think a lot of people get confused. The IPL, the money is extravagant for that eight weeks. Everywhere else, the players are probably the best players are probably making three hundred grand for different tournaments for what, UAE what, and. What do they pay in the? Um, I think that, they don't call it the uh, twenty T20 over in England. What do they call it? The 100? oh, the hundred. Yeah, do, don't know. Do they get? Don't know. It wouldn't be as well much paid? as would it'd be. It'd be similar to the BBL, I reckon. Right. I, I think would have the... thought that would be worth a lot of money to play in that. Well, it must be worth a bit because uh, they're bringing the Ashes forward just to give it clear air in August. So yeah. the Ashes is finishing earlier than usual. Mm. So August has got clear air for the 100 over in the UK. We've got 19 contracted players, okay. male yeah. contracted players at the moment, Stoinis and Maxwell Max, yeah. among them. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we've got some phone issues, so just going to have to keep listening to us, unfortunately. <laughs> What do you mean, unfortunately? Give, give us some of your best laws. Uh, now, we had a text here before we... Um, yeah, this one. We, you just read out that St. Helens team. Not one of that team would go close to making the Penrith team. No name to that one, but... Oh. Oof. Well, Loz, tell us. How many of those St. Helens players get into the Panthers team? 
if the Panthers are at full strength? Oh, if the Panthers at full strength, uh, let me see here. Oh, certainly none of their back line. Well, you put Wellsby maybe, I don't know, on a wing. No, well, I could. Ta- for not for, not for yeah, Brian Thompson. No, yeah, I don't, I don't, exactly well, I don't think. Taylor no, May. no I, don't, I don't think I could find. Find him a spot in the centres? Well, maybe? I couldn't find him a spot at fullback over Dylan Edwards. I couldn't find him a spot in the halves over Luai and Cleary. So, uh, if anything, uh, Wellsby could play six, but I wouldn't select him over Jerome Luai. So, there's that. Uh, I don't mind the front row of Warm, uh, Wormsley. Uh, Leota and Fisher-Harris. Yeah, I could possibly find a spot for Wormsley. Um, and then I don't know too much about the 13, Morgan Knowles, but they've got a big opinion of him. Um, who sent that text message in? No they're quite right. Mm. They're quite right. There wouldn't be too many players in that team. Possibly I could make a case for two. Mm. That's make a case. But I'd probably stick with the Pan- Panthers... <laughs> Play, Six playing, and Jerome playing in Penrith. <laughs> possibly could go with the front row Wormsley over Leota. But that'd be about it. Oh, James Roby over Mitch Kenny. I think Roby is a very, very good player, but he's 35 years of age. He's played over 500 games. <laughs> in Penrith, in these conditions, <laughs> are you still picking and, and, it? <laughs> and to be fair, Mitch Kenny last year exceeded my yeah. expectations. Jeez, yeah. I thought he was good in the grand final. Yeah. He, he just... Played enormous. Yeah. He just did his job. He serviced the forwards well, gave the ball to Cleary when he needed it, and defended like a terrier. Uh, Penrith have named Garner and Zach Hosking in their back row with Isaiah Yo. So that's a, a new back row for them. And I guess Garner and Hosking probably both competing for kick out spot. Oh, I think so, Mido, yeah. I mean, Liam Martin's going to walk straight back into that team when he's fit. Mm. But both these players, you know, have spent a bit of time out there with Penrith in the off-season. Um, you know, they'll be looking to put their best foot forward. But, you know, this Penrith team, when you look at it, it's very strong, but it's not as strong as what it was in the grand final. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys there that are missing. You know, you take Edwards out, you take Kicker, you take Liam Martin, you take Appy Corusow out. So, you know, they're not going to be as good. But I just find this St. Helens side will be ready to have a crack. The Heat will play against them. And if you're looking for, you know, Penrith to come out and hit their ground running early, I think they'll be looking to make a statement. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes you need that bit of football under your belt. Uh, but they've played a lot together, these Penrith boys. I'm sure the rhythm will be there early. And as long as they control the football, I think they'll be too good. Uh, our women have won by eight wickets against Bangladesh, by the way, with 10 balls to spare. That's all done and dusted. Georgia Wareham, given uh, player of the match honours for her three for 20, but uh, a very comfortable, did you say seven, three wickets down, pup? Uh, I think I said three. What did yeah. they lose? Mm, mm. I'm wrong again. Very convincing, though, that was. Meg Lanning on fire. Yeah. Uh, she finished great not play, out 48 off 49 deliveries. Ash Gardner not out 19 off 20. I believe we do have Adam Pengilly. No, we don't, but uh, we're trying to get a hold of him anyway. Uh, just some more team news. So no Luke Keary again for the Roosters Friday night against Manly. And he copped a knock in an opposed session last week and didn't play against the Melbourne Storm. The club is saying it was just a knock to the jaw. But again, this uh, Keary narrative continues to be concerning, Loz. Hmm. And you just wonder how many knocks away he is from, well, worst case scenario and being 
the end of his career. Well, he couldn't afford to suffer too many more head knocks, Luke Keery, I wouldn't have thought. And we know with the Roosters' track record of looking after their players when they do receive head knocks is very good. So they're certainly not going to risk him at this stage of the season. Now, they are saying it's only precaution. Let's hope, hope that's the case. I think now you have to report to the NRL if a player sustains a head uh, knock during training. Uh, I think they, they alerted the clubs to that last year. Um, so I think you've got to let the NRL know if something's occurred at training, uh, no matter how... Uh, innocuous it may have been. But Luke Keary, he's just got a history of head knocks. And this is something we're going to hear a lot more about, Mido, um, going forward, because there's a lot of players that have suffered head knocks. We've had players retire from the game. And the Roosters had a couple, of course, with Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner. So, you know, it's a big sort of period coming up for Luke Keary as far as his footy career is concerned. And you just wish the young bloke all the best. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't suffer any more and he has no long-term effects. Drew Hutchison in the halves then with Sam Walker for the Roosters against a manly side which will boast Josh Schuster there in the sixth jersey along with Cooper Johns in the half. So they're holding Daly Cherry Evans back for round one. And in the one jersey, because this will be a big talking point naturally heading into the first week of the season, whether Tom Trebojevic will be there, but KO Weeks is getting a shot there in the fullback jersey for Manly on Friday night. Yeah, good player. Good player. He played couple of games towards the back end of the season there with Manly and I thought he was very impressive and you know if something did happen to Tom then I'm sure Weeks will be able to fill in and do a, a fine job but all Manly fans are just hoping that Tom Trebuitz, I think all rugby league fans in general want to see Tom have a bit of luck, they want to see him get out there in the pa- on the paddock and It'll be interesting to see where they name him in round one because they do have the bye in round two so I'm probably tending to think that he won't play until the second game of the season, mm. which would be round three for Manly. Makes sense. I reckon, you, I reckon that's shortening. Mm. I'm going to say that's a dollar thirty. Yeah, well, you wouldn't take any risk, would you? Mm. Not to play him for one week, then have a, a week off. But, but if he's fit, you pick him. Mm. You know, you've just got to pick him. But if there's any risk at all, you just give him that extra couple of weeks to get himself right.